I've never been blackout. Yeah. I hadn't been in a long time. Um, The last time that I was, was like a year and a half ago or something. And then like twice within the last week I've gotten blackout. So. Mm. Oof. The only, the only time I've uh, been seen blackout is when, uh, when the first act of a play is over and like they end on like a big musical number and then the the lights black out and then the intermission happens. That was a long walk. (laughs) Hey, that's great. Um, Let's not start the episode there. (laughs) 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 It would have been funny, but like. (laughs) Let's start the episode. No! (laughs) Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Hi, everybody. How are you today, <laughs> Andrew? No, not yet. <laughs> no, I have to do my job. Hi, everybody. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through playlists we've been meaning to assemble and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and each other. What? What, what the? What the freak? What is this freaking... Prem, you changed the freaking premise. I'm freak, freak you, man. Yeah, well, and we had a different premise for the last episode, too. So we've got like almost a month of episodes. Yeah, we, we're, we're just like we're breaking away. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> next year, I, I can't think of anything funny. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, uh. It's so, bold of you to admit instead of just trying to <laughs> shoehorn something in there anyway. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, how are you, Ezra? Like, this is our best of episodes. How are you feeling? I, I'm feeling decent. I'm pretty neutral today. How are you? Neutral? Yes. I oh. haven't picked a side yet. Oh, okay. We'll okay. see. You're being very complacent about, like, your stand. Like, I feel like at worst you're complacent. As Halsey says in that song. So, hi everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, we're here to talk about. Um, so, so let me let let let's um let's just lay the groundwork. Let's explain what's happening. Uh, so we're going to Ezra picked five songs, five of their favorite songs of this year. Or like, how would you how would you describe this playlist? Are they your favorite songs or like wh- how would so- you? They are all songs that I know very well and love a lot from this year, but Mm. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're like my complete favorite because I wanted to make sure that they um, like uh, that there's kind of like a larger um, flow. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like if, and like just picking five that have to be my favorite is a lot of pressure. Yeah. They kind of like would you say it like kind of like encapsulates your year, too, in a sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I 
can explain that more in a bit, but like uh, it all kind of um, flows similarly to like how my year has a little bit and like kind of where I was starting out and like where I've ended up. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that, let's talk about 2019 in general. Like uh, this is our 2000, like this is the last episode of 2019. Uh, we're still in 2019 when we're recording this. Um, like we're, it's like, uh, December 15th or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we yeah. This yeah. Is, so well, like, and is... it'll be, when we release it, it'll be, uh, December 31st. So this yeah. is like New Year's Eve, baby. Yeah. This is, this is like our fastest turnaround for an episode. Like usually our episodes like are released like three months ahead of time or like, uh, just like, you know, even, or even longer. Um, so this is like, um, so, uh. Yeah, like we kind of like this is an opportunity for us to like kind of engage with the audience in real time a little more. We have some questions uh, for our, our like um, from the audience uh, we compiled uh, for these next two episodes. Like the first episode, we'll go through Ezra's oh, yeah. uh, five song playlist. And then the next episode next week, we'll go through like my five songs that I really like and encapsulate my year. So like this is a really fun opportunity. Um but enough of that. Uh, like, how is how would you describe twenty nineteen? How was your year? Oof. <laughs> um, <laughs> my year was uh, very turbulent. Um, mm -hmm. I had multiple occasions where um, I like where my mental health just got really bad. Um, I'll actually be completely honest and say that uh, I was hospitalized for mental health reasons um, about like a month ago as of us recording yeah. this. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's been a little rough. Um, I think that things have gotten a lot better over the past couple months, um, like Kind of in the beginning of the year, I was uh, not in a relationship with him anymore, but I was um, like still in contact with somebody who uh, like we were both toxic for each other um, and it just was not a good situation and it wasn't good to keep trying to keep him in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but I couldn't I didn't really know how to break away from that because he was the only person that I had. The, like that I felt like I had for a really long time. And so I was just very dependent on him. Um, but so that's something that happened this year is like um, we have not been in contact for um, almost six months now. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then but like then uh, over the past few months, I've made some um like friends uh mostly online so it kind of sucks that they're not like that i don't know them in person mm -hmm. um and can't just like go hang out at their house or something like that but um it still helps a lot to just uh, kind of find a community of people and that's how i met uh my now partner as well yeah um, that's amazing so, yeah <laughs> yeah like that's that, uh, like i don't want to say it all worked out but like i feel like you had to like i feel like one kind of led into another in a sense of well yeah i don't think that um i can't think in simplistic terms like it all worked out or something like yeah, that yeah 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 i didn't but, mean that like yeah yeah but i do um feel like uh everything has kind of had its place in my year and that like 
I am in a lot better of a place than I was before. Uh, even like even still having uh, issues because like healing isn't linear. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I forget that and like need a reminder. But uh, like, yeah, I don't know. Everything's kind of. Um, yeah. No, no, I, I really working itself out in a weird way. <laughs> no, I, I, like, um, you know, I've been your friend for like a very long time and uh doing this podcast we've got gotten a lot closer like we've been we've been kind of like you know messaging each other like almost every day like and like beyond just like podcast stuff like logistics like hey when can you schedule this hey when can you do that we should get this guest blah 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 blah. we also like keep in touch about our personal lives we keep in touch about uh just um our thoughts on things and we have talks outside the podcast too, like long ones. And, uh, you know, I've been, you know, observing you, watching you, and like, you've been, you've been really handling this, like, I, I've really seen your strength and resilience, and uh, I'm really, really happy and proud for you, and uh, I'm really happy to be doing the show with you, like, ultimately, like, let's yeah. start, yeah, let's start this episode on a very sincere note, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy to be doing the show with you too. Like I, that's I mean that's another thing that happened this mm-hmm. year is we started putting out the episodes yeah. and like this has been, uh, like this entire past year we've been um, recording this mm-hmm. podcast and I uh, think it's been really nice to be able to kind of like keep up with you and stuff and that like while I uh, was going through that stuff with my ex, um, like that was something that did help me feel a little bit less alone too. Cause like, that was something that I could depend on, um, was like that I would still have you around and I would also still like, I don't know, just the feeling of being able to create something and like put yeah. something good out into the world. Even if I was feeling like shit, um, made me feel yeah. a little bit more purpose. And so that's yeah. been really nice. Yeah. Podcasting um, has definitely been that for me. Like, I've definitely depended on shows as, like, almost like a marker of time, you know? Like, I remember uh, when I went through something, like, really upsetting and traumatic and, like, difficult around the time the show Freedom premiered. And, like, that show is at the end of its second season or so. And, like, I could, I could easily, like, track from that point to this point. Of like now, now I feel like I'm in much a much much better place regarding that, um, and uh, it's just like, yeah, I think like the dependability of podcasts is like one of my favorite things about the medium, and it's like really cool to, I, I we I know we have a much smaller audience and stuff like we have than like a show like that or a show like uh you know the shows I really love, but like I really, the reason I like doing the show is like to give back in that way too, and maybe be that for like a few people or hopefully more in the future. Like we've gotten to, um, at the end of this year, we have 200 fans on Facebook. So that's a little fun. That's fun. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like it's like, shout out to my partner for inviting all of his (laughs) friends, all of his like thousand friends. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, but like, it's like really, um, and like, it's going to keep growing from there. Um, so it's like cool to see that our like work isn't like for not like, we're not doing, we're not just like shouting into a hole and like nothing's like coming of it. So it's fun. I'm having a good yeah, time. 
absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am too. This like, uh, even though I know like, uh, you do more of the editing, um, than I do. Like even just kind of getting to work on that and like, uh, working on the website every week and stuff like, uh, has given me like something dependable that like I can do, um, too. Cause like I don't work well with unstructured time. And so mm. that's like kind of something that I can push towards and stuff. And like, it helps with me being able to set goals for myself and everything. And I think that like, uh, obviously it's not like exclusively because of the podcast, but like, I think that the podcast has been really positive for me. And like, I think that I've been doing a lot better since starting it. So. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's, um, it is like a source of stress at times of definitely like we have to get this episode oh, yeah. out like at this time and like, uh, oh, no, what? We're missing this element. Ugh, just like kind of freaking out sometimes. But like it is. But it's like a, kind of a good stress because it's a stress that ends up being worth it in the yeah, end. Yeah, it's like constructive. This, like finished product. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas yeah, so I'm much really... of my stress goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm really proud of our episodes. Like um, so um, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, um, don't worry, we're not this sincere. We're always, we're always just like farting around, just like, who would have thought? Not me. Baby Yoda <laughs> well, should pay his taxes. <laughs> just like stuff like that. Something that <laughs> Baby Yoda should pay his taxes. He text. should. Um, he should provide his birth certificate. What's wrong with him? <laughs> Something that I think He was is, born in Kenya. Uh, great that like you've pointed out is that... <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's great that like you've pointed out before um, that our like the premise of the show is very malleable. Mm -hmm. So some episodes we are just kind of like goofing off and like one joke after another, um, not much like sincerity. But then uh, there are other episodes where like it is a lot more uh, serious in the conversation and stuff. And like, I think that it's kind of great to be able to have that balance and um, like it's a new show like every episode <laughs> yeah and like i i like um there are a lot of shows i love that like you know follow a very strict format um and i like that dependability like and we still have that a little bit where like um we have like oh we did change the pre we did change the format a little bit um from the original show but i like the idea of like having these anchors of like this is a thing we do every single week. Like, I like that I say welcome yeah. to the show, like, conduit for each other and our guests. I like saying that every episode. I like doing the playlist at the end of every episode, like... On the click yeah, and yeah. stuff, stuff, like, stuff that. like that. Yeah. Like, but, like, at the same time, like, um, those... Some shows, like... I'm not going to say the names of them, because like, it's, it's also... Like, I'm not, like, dissing these shows at all, but, like, I feel like... I like seeing the more sensitive side of certain hosts and certain, like... Type, comedic types but because like they're doing a comedy show every single week um we don't all or like th those, those glimpses into their um sensitivity and thoughtfulness is like a little more um we see it a little less often than you might on this like that this is like and like i feel like um the, i'm also like not the type of person who would like to be just like funny all the time and being like a total goofo all the time either like that would be prison for me so like um and i like i like so it's really it's really like you said it's really cool that we get to like have a new show every week so yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. I think there's kind of a good balance between um, like it, like there's kind of a good variety, but there's also structure. Yeah. So um, as for me, like my years kind of been like up and down, like definitely like <laughs> speaking of unstructured time, as you said, um, that would have been a good transition like 10 minutes ago, but like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like um, I, um, yeah, the, a lot of ups and downs, like um, I don't like it's, you know, I will be very emotionally vulnerable on the show, but I don't like sharing specific events in my life on this show, like necessarily. Um, oh, like, yeah. No, I completely get that. Yeah. I just uh, because of my mental stuff, it's hard for me not to. Yeah. No, no, it's like, like I'm just talking to a friend. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. And like we have like different like I used to be very much like that where I was like, but like then I just like um, I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like I feel a little more protective about the people in my life and like not knowing the full story all the time and like just like but anyways like a lot of ups and downs a lot of like um uh there'll be days where i'm just like yeah you, you today like today like i kind of like look back at the year and go oh that was pretty good like eight out of ten or whatever you know but like some days i'm just <laughs> like that none of this is worth it this sucks i'm so lonely all of these things um, and just like really like my outlook on the year really depends on the day. Um, but right now I'm pretty, pretty happy, like, um, with how it went, like a lot, of, I, I feel like I'm more confident than I used to be. Um, but I don't know, like that's my year. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's just, um, so we got some questions from, uh, the audience. Um, they're mostly our guests, our, like, previous guests. Um, actually, they're all from our previous guests, because, like, no one likes us very much to listen beyond people who listen to their own episode. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> but, like... Hey, all, like, those people listen to other episodes. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia was our biggest fan before we even released anything. Yeah, shouts out, Olivia. You, you rule. Like, come back on our show sometime. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't know if she, I don't know who wrote a question. I just am thinking about past guests. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, like, let's do, okay. So, um, Olivia asks, like, what would your perfect concert lineup be? That's a fun question. I feel like for me, like, I would definitely, like, like, maybe not, like, a perfect concert lineup. Like, my perfect concert lineup would just be, like, you know, um, just like all my favorite musicians, like Carly Rae Jepsen, Chance, Childish Gambino, maybe Kanye shows up, like Taylor Swift and like Lana, all those people like hanging out. But like, I feel like to get more specific, I would love to like go to like a, and I don't know if this is a thing, but like, I think this would be really cool. It's just like a, a, like a, like a, uh, what's it called? Like a festival where it's all pop stars. That'd be a lot of fun. Of just like, just because like specifically that genre of like, you know, Taylor Swift and like Carly and like just and also like acts that I am not familiar with, but like would be fun to just like see and witness. Um, I think that would be my answer, really. I don't really. But like, I feel like I don't know if I would enjoy. I feel like that's the way I would enjoy a festival or something like that is like that it's like more 
of that more like focused and like generalized where I don't have as much FOMO of like, oh no, I have to, in order to see this person, I can't see this person or something like that. Or like, I have to leave in the middle of that show to like go, go run over to that show. Like, yeah. 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 Festivals can be stressful, man. Have you ever been to a festival? Um, like, not, uh, so the only festivals that I've been to have been like, uh, um, Ren Fair, just like, no, like, uh, Christian music festivals wow. from when I was a kid. So yeah. We, Cause, yeah. uh, there was one, I've been to a few um, of those, like yeah. half an hour. Yeah. There was one like half an hour from, uh, where we lived for a few years in my childhood. And so, um, we would go to that every year and then we stopped going when we moved and then we started going again when we moved back to Illinois because that's still a lot closer. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like interesting, um, child experience to have like every year, like as a dependable thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was fun and it was stressful though, because like you had to kind of map out like, okay, I want to be here at this time so that I can see them, but then I got to go back over to this other one and yeah. you kind of have to make some choices there. Um, but yeah, as for me, I, uh, I don't know. That's a really difficult question. Cause I, uh, never really think like, oh, it'd be awesome to see these people play together. I usually just think about like concerts that are actually going on, like um, that have already been planned. Like uh, there was one um, when I was like uh, a teenager, like 14 or something like that, um, where Reliant K and Paramore were touring together. Wow. And that was one of the concerts that I was the most angry to miss out on for the longest mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there are just kind of experiences that I missed like that that would be cool. But uh, really thinking about it, I-, I think that it would be great to see, like, um, I don't know, like, Sylvan Esso, Alt-J, Ooh. Glass Animals, like, kind of more, like, chill, like, electronic style, like, where you can guarantee that um, half the people there are smoking weed and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, it's kind of a very uh, calm vibe, like, somewhere where I don't feel like it's going to be super overwhelming. Although I did see Alt-J live, and that was the worst concert that I've been to because of how overwhelming it was with the fans. So, I don't know, man. Just in a more um, relaxed environment, I guess, like, would be the perfect... I know that wasn't part of the question, but like, it like so that would be a good setting. <laughs> yeah, you kind of like did a different like, I guess like there are many re- ways to like read this. Like I kind of read it more as like a festival, but like as a concert lineup of like, t- like two headlining acts at the same time, like Chance and Childish Gambino together would be a lot of fun. Like because I'm very familiar with both of their work. They're like kind of like they used to like, I think they're like they they still like hang out. And they're still friends, but like. And, like, Childish Gambino's, like, kind of still a mentor to, like, Chance. But, like, they don't really, they don't hang out as much because, like, their careers are so big and they're kind of doing their own things. Um, but then hanging out together, performing a show together would be, like, really fun. And, like, um, I feel like I would definitely have to, like, know both of their stuff. Like, if, if it's, like, a two-hander of, like, kind of, like, two artists, like, performing on the same venue, I definitely would, like like to know both of their stuff very intimately. It'd be, I'd feel very guilty if I like was a huge fan of one, but then like the other person, I'm like, 
Uh, well, yeah, that's just like uh, I went to a summer show um, a few years ago uh, where like there were five different bands. It was like uh, Vinyl Theater, um, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Cold War Kids, um, Panic at the Disco and AWOL Nation. And um, so like <laughs> Panic at the Disco played Cheryl! before sorry, AWOL Nation. Sorry, AWOL and, Nation like, came by. Sorry. <laughs> and uh like a ton of people were excited for panic and like really getting into it. And then they just straight up left right before AOL nation was going to play. And then there were also people in the audience who clearly weren't very familiar with like his other music. And so they were just shouting like play sale, um, the entire time. And it really (laughs) fucking sucked. Uh, like, because I was actually there to see both of them and I loved them and everything, but I guess they're like, it makes sense. Like, Panic is kind of a bigger artist, so a lot of people would only know his and not necessarily AWOL Nation. But yeah, it's like um, uh, there's like uh, recently at like um, Tyler, the creator, has like his own festival he does like every year, the Camp Flogna Festival. And, um, you know, um, they uh, there was like what there's like they announced the lineup and like uh, what's his name? Uh, there's like the the co-headliner was like a mystery and everyone was like ooh who is it like but like everyone was like kind of suspecting it was Frank Ocean because you know Frank and Tyler kind of came up together and then Tyler the creator like um you know they brought out Drake and like I'm not a huge fan of Drake myself but like if that happened I'll be like whoa that's cool like I'll enjoy myself whatever and but like everyone was like everyone booed him off stage and they're like (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah like th- people are like so spoiled and people are like so like i i think there's a level of like oh tyler not understanding his audience a little bit of like this is not the like people are like, but also like th- you're being spoiled and like petulant and, like he obviously had they paid a lot of money to like have that happen and then like just like keep it's like it, it, it like it's like he was like so embarrassed by that just like you guys represent me. You guys, like, you know, you represent the type of person I am. And by you doing that, you really, you really greatly embarrassed me. And, like, I'm sorry, Drake. Like, you know, all that stuff. And, like, also, like, Drake did had, like, a funny, like, tweet about, like, hey, guys, <laughs> just announced a 10-year residency at Camp Lagna. Just, like, just, like, to troll everybody. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I would, like, even if I wasn't a fan, I would just, like, kind of politely enjoy myself, you know, just, like, kind of... Well, yeah, there's a certain amount of, like, respect that you have to have, especially, like, I mean, a show like that, like, it was a surprise and everything, so, like, it's not, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like... In that case, you kind of, like, take what you get. Like, sure, be a little bummed about it, yeah. but it wasn't, like, who you hoped it would be. But just adjust still... Your, just, your, just adjust your expectations a little bit. Like, you know, just, like... Yeah, listen, exactly. Listen to sicko mode. Listen to sicko mode. Hey, I'm walking here. Listen to sicko mode. Hey. Listen to Sicko Mode. Okay, I'm going to keep doing this. Listen to Sicko <laughs> Mode. I'm Tyler the Creator. Hey, I make a pizza. Anyway, did you have another hey. question? 
<laughs> okay, John J. asks. No, okay. Uh, so John J. asks, um, one of our first guests. Hey, John J. We love you. Um, hey, yeah. that was our first guest. <laughs> yeah, he was. Not our, just one of. Yeah. He, I mean, I'm right, too. He was one of our first guests. Too. But he was our very first. Yeah, guest, but he's also like one of them. He's included. He holds a special place in our he's hearts. He's included. Uh, uh, fine. He's my favorite guest. I love him. He's so <laughs> he's so nice and thoughtful and smart, and we all love him. Okay. We love you, John Jay. Come on the show. <laughs> we don't love you though. Um. So um. So um. John Jay asks. Best film score of 2019 or I riot. Whoa. <laughs> there are real reasons to riot. It's <laughs> this intense. Is, this okay. is not one um. of those. <laughs> uh, I like Midsommar. Like, that was a fun... Like, the, the score for that movie is really, really in- incredible. Um, like, just like how, like... Um, uh, just like how, like, it builds up the dread and anxiety... Of like, because that's like a very deliberately paced movie of just like, you know, it's like two and a half hours, three hours or something like that. It's very deliberately paced, but like the fates of all the characters are pretty inevitable. Like you generally know what's going to happen to all these characters um, from the moment you kind of like get in. But it's just more about like how, how it like happens really. Um, But like, um... Uh, yeah, just like the way the, 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 the score kind of ratchets up the dread very deliberately, just like with like droning, like, or like, just like, or just like weird Celtic music or like, just like, it's very, very effective. I also liked, um, Toy Story 4's score was fun. I like Randy Newman's song, like, I can't, I can't get away from you. I try to escape, try to escape, and Forky, oh, the burger, I got a friend in me. Hey, sickle mode over You know, like, that's a great score, too. <laughs> um, and, um, what's, uh, uh, that's a little, those are the ones I think, like, long shot, like, not necessarily like an instrumental score, but I like Seth Rogen's taste in music. His like, so like uh, his like, uh, 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 just like his, the song choices were like, really like kind of hit me in a sweet spot. Just like, oh, Moon River by Frank Ocean like shows up in, one of, in the movie. It's, I love that movie too. Like unironically, I think that's a great, great movie. Um, uh, and like the, the premise of like, uh, this premise, like, kind of just, like, the, like, huh? Factor of the premise kind of disappears immediately of just, like, Seth Rogen's a weird, fat, ugly dude, and Charlie's Theron's the Secretary of State, but they fall in love, whoa! Like, that, like, kind of melts away after a while, and you just kind of get used to it. Um, so I love that movie. It's very cute. And Seth Rogen yeah. jacks off in his own face in that movie, so that's fun. Okay, cut that out. That's I don't. I don't want to spoil. Um, <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I can cut it yeah, out. Yeah, like uh, not 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 because I'm ashamed of what I said, just because it's a spoiler. <laughs> like one of the, <laughs> one of the big jokes. And even though I just spoiled it for you, I'm sorry. You're good. Um, so 
I am going to be real with you, Chief. I did not see very many movies this year, so I don't have an answer to this question. Oh, like, like is there... I even like looked up movies that came out in 2019 just in case I was like forgetting about one that had a really good score or something. But like, I just didn't really get out to see movies that much because I had a lot of shit going on this year. So yeah, like movies are expensive. Like even the even like with the AMC. Well, I get yeah. into any movie for free, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the flex. Yeah. Okay. So those those are the questions we're gonna um, answer for today. Like, uh, thanks for like um, thanks for like sending stuff in. Like, if um, you're an audience member or like a fan of our show. Um, please just like send us an email or, um, just like send us like, a like a message in our, like, uh, what's it called? Our, um, our Facebook page or our Instagram page and just like DM us a, a question you want to know or like slide like into a, the DMs. Yeah. Send like, us hate just, mail or like any like takes you might have about like, I disagree about what you said about the Beatles or something like that. And like. And then, like, we could, like, um, bring it up on the show or, like, do, like, a mailbag episode where we specifically do stuff like this. Um, but we're going to do this. We're going to, like, also, like, answer questions here every year um, for as many years as we do this, too. So. Yes. All right. So. We're uh, locked in now. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, <laughs> talk about uh, Ezra's. Uh, let's talk about uh, Ezra's top five songs right after this break. da 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 and we're back here to talk about Ezra's top 2019 playlist. Yeah. Hey, sickle mode. Oh, why don't you let Drake play his song at the festival over I'm debuting I'm debuting so, a new character uh, on that uh, comedy baby. I will by the way. what <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um uh, I will warn you. My uh, playlist is um, generally pretty sad because uh, I like sad music a lot and I'm not going to apologize. Uh, but yeah, so my top five, um, should I just list them and then we'll go into them? Sure. Yeah, yeah, please. OK, so um, I chose Nightmare by Halsey is the oh. first one. Um, and then TV by Elohim. Well, I feel like I have to react to all of them. Like. U.S. Gay, um, which technically came out a few years ago, but uh, it's Slothrust cover of it, so it counts. Wow. Um, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Great song. Great song. You're just like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Like, as if we don't already have enough of her in the past month. (laughs) Um, A Different Kind of Human by Aurora. Hey, sickle mode! And okay, yeah, so... <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, like, trying to, like, lighten the mood because these songs are, like, so, like, very depressing and sad. Like, there's there's a lot of optimism in these songs, too, but, like, it's also very sad. Well, yeah, and it kind of um, like I specifically chose the order of the song so that they would like flow and like mesh well the best. And then um, so that it's kind of like a journey. So you start out with like things that are a little bit more chaotic um, and then you get to like a level of peace. But like, yes, even the like more peaceful songs are a little sad. Um, 
like definitely us gay is the saddest song on there yeah uh, yeah. but it's very important um but yeah so uh now i guess i can kind of like get into like what each one uh means to me and stuff um yeah yeah yeah. here i'll i'll you know what this time i'll pass you the aux cord so okay i'm just gonna uh, you're all the way at the end of the table like uh, uh, there. Those are some yeah, the demon now, so. sounds, damn. <laughs> like the we um we uh record these podcasts like over a very long table. So like my table's in New Jersey and your table's in Urbana and like I I I stretched out my arm like Michael Jordan in Space Jam and like reached my ox cord all the way to Champagne and in between this table is like the pits of hell. So that's why you heard all those demon noises. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for explaining yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no problem, um, no problem, bud. So, uh, yeah, the first song on here is... Well, and since we're featuring these on the playlist, are we going to do the click thing? Yeah, that's why That's why I passed you the aux cord. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the first song is Nightmare by Halsey. Click. Tasted blood and it is sweet. I've had the rug pulled beneath my feet. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this song is very ragey. We actually almost had it on the playlist before when, uh, shout out, Jillian Barukovich was a guest. Um, but she ended up going with something else. One of our first guests. She was not our first guest. <laughs> One of, I said. Technically, they're all one of our first guests at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, not, maybe. But anyway, <laughs> all yeah, of our please, guests sorry. from here on out are not one of our first guests. But any guests that we've had prior to this episode are one of our first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Nightmare mm. is like just a very kind of like ragey song. Like she's uh, partially talking about... Uh, just the fucking hell that we live in. Um, and uh, then like she on like the more personal level of it, she's uh, talking about like the type of man um, that like you might be with and that she's been with before who like kind of uh, says like kind of needs you to tone it down and stuff like that. And um doesn't like i don't know it's like a little bit gaslighty in a way yeah um, yeah because of the yeah like um suggesting that she's being like too intense or dramatic or something um even though she's just being a person and i relate to that a lot because i um in my previous relationship kind of like uh towards the end at least like um i was on the receiving end of a lot of that type of stuff and so yeah, it's very oof. Um, yeah. But I, like, she is also kind of, like, um, talking a little bit about, like, the, uh, like, stark contrast of her moods. And that is also another thing that I relate to, like, um, having a borderline and everything um, mm-hmm. that can just 
like that, pretend I snapped because I can't snap. Um, it just like flips like from one end to the of other. Thanos. <laughs> and, and and not hunt and not hunt. That's Thanos backwards. What? But uh, anyway, so uh, like a big reason that I put this towards the beginning is like because like I things were a little bit more chaotic Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. me towards the beginning of the year. And like I was in like the midst of a lot of this stuff, like I was uh, with the type of guy who um, is like going to try to control me and the type of guy who's going to um, gaslight me and shit like that. And uh so like I uh I don't know, I think songs like this helped a lot because it was like that kind of uh internal like rage coming out like in my mind, but it's not really something that I had an outlet for at the time. Yeah, like this um, song this song's really great. I like it a lot. Um I like how um like you said, like kinda seamless like even though like the the there, it kind of like goes into like very ragey, like the chorus is very ragey, very like rock and roll, like all that stuff. But like then like the the bridge and the verses are a little more kind of held back a little bit, kind of like building towards that. Yeah. And like, I think that's I really think the great. Dyna- the dynamics of the song are really Yes, great. yes, yeah. That's exactly like, what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like also just like the idea of like, I, this is like, you touched on this obviously, but like, the idea of like, um, I'd rather be a uh, nightmare, quote unquote, than a you know, than be quiet or like kind of make make you comfortable, um, or like make you feel like you know, smile or pretend everything's okay. Um, I like and like initially when I kind of listened to it, I was like oh no she's like condoning like because like that's something but that's a very tricky line of walk with songs like these like because right well yeah yeah. like that reminds me um you had shared a post recently that was uh about like that um quote that says like if you can't handle me at my worst then you don't deserve me at my best um and it like basically the post was saying like maybe don't uh, be your worst. Like <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't be your worst. But like the thing is I completely get where like that quote is coming from. And I think that like that post is taking it out of context a little bit. And like I think that that kind of applies to this a lot. Like I would rather um like be my worst and like I would rather just be able to be me, even if like mm-hmm. some people think that like certain parts of me are a little unseemly or like a little uh out there or intense or dramatic or whatever and like i would rather just like be free to be myself and um like be confident in that uh and then have people who will accept me for that than to try to um tone myself down for people who uh don't truly respect who i am as a person yeah, like Colbert, like had an interview with Anderson Cooper. Great, great interview. I love it so much. I like watch it every so often. Of like the idea of like Colbert saying like, I don't want to be the best person. Like I want to be the most human. I want to be the most. And like, um, 
the the I, and like I think this song strikes a delicate balance of like there's the other side of the coin of like you can't let trauma inflicted on you or like um, anything like that allow you to inflict tra- because like inflict trauma on unto others or like it there there's a difference between well, that yeah and for like, sure yeah. and I don't think that that's it's what not she's what the song's saying here. yeah exactly. Like, yeah. that's, but, like, initially when I kind of, like, listened to it, that's my thought problem. But, like, reading the lyrics, it's more about, like, just, um, what people perceive to be, like you said, unseemly or too much, quote-unquote, um, that she's, like, railing against more, which is, like, totally valid and, like, totally, like, it's, stuff like that can, like, a lot of times is, like, on the other person to be like, okay, you, on the other side, you have to, like, adjust your expectations of, like, what other people can be. Yeah. Well, and I think that um, it's very important to consider the context, like, that she's coming from, like, a toxic, like, abusive Mm -hmm, relationship. mm -hmm. um, And that, like, that's the perspective that she's coming with. She's not, like, she's not saying, well, like, this is what I am and I'm never going to change and get better and stuff like that's uh, far from what she's trying to say with this. And like, I, but I do think that sometimes people can go a little bit too far and get to that other side. Yeah. Um, I think it just highly depends on the person and the way that they handle their own trauma. Yeah. Like there, you know, there are people like Michael Jackson, Art Kelly, who like had horrible childhoods. And like to, to, to like hear about that is like, you know, you feel, you do feel sympathy. You do feel like empathy and sympathy for like where they came from. But like at the same time, it's like, you can't like, it can't like be okay to like do what they did at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't use your own, like the own harm that, uh, was, uh, spread towards you as like a reason to harm other people. Yeah, it's and like, you know. Anyway, that being said, I think that she's very, very much just saying. Yeah. yeah, she's very much just saying, kind of like, just let me live. Like I'm. Yes. Yes. Going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going I to it. live. I love it. It's uh, whether you like it or not, like I, I'm okay with being your nightmare. Uh, and I'm going to live despite these are you standards. trying to put me yeah. down too. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. All uh, right. So. But anyway. Uh, yeah, what's what's next? So, n- next song is TV by Elohim. Wow. Click. I woke up depressed as fuck. I wanna sit around and tell you how it sucks. How it's hard to walk with spaghetti legs. And I'm mindless freaking out about the world we're in. I feel like quicksand sucking me down to my last limb. I'm at the bottom of the ocean and I can't swim. I'm at the bottom of the ocean and I might just quit. relate to a lot and like I think that um this year uh I've kind of been uh like because of going through a lot of shit and like having a lot to process um I kind of have put that off a lot of times and just uh like I don't know tried to get my mind to shut up 
Mm-hmm. And so like she uh, in this song is talking about like, uh, I mean, she literally says, I keep the TV on to drown out the sound. My mind is way too loud. And like uh, that's like I've felt that a lot. Like I uh, even have the TV in the background while I'm doing other things like uh, like doing my French lessons and shit like that. Um, I like why are you just taking French kind of, lessons? Real, 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 small Ted, why are you taking French lessons? I I was inspired to because um, some of the friends that I've made recently uh, live in France. And so I think that it would be cool to learn and like uh, instead of them having to speak in their second language all the time, like maybe That's eventually sweet. like That's I really could sweet. do that. Yeah. And then Thanks. and then you could say things like, oh, oh listen to Sigamod. <laughs> oh, my God. You're uh, fucking like French accent or whatever you just tried to do is very similar to what tanner does and i'm shook (laughs) uh one of those friends um his nickname is baguette because um like tanner would always say ho ho baguette oh that's offensive (laughs) what i did was like what i did was like very respectful and like you know yeah understanding of like it's very different yeah like what he does like he tanner's canceled um, so like, <laughs> um, there was also somebody who, uh, said we, oui, we oui, baguette, but, um, like it's a very American person and, uh, he spelled it W E W E. I thought he was just like pointing to like two Wii consoles, just like we, we baguette, you know? Oh like, yeah. Why do you need two of them? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I uh, like I do that a lot where I'll have the um, (laughs) I do that uh, where I'll have the TV on, um, like just kind of getting my trying to get my mind to shut up and trying to Mm -hmm. like dissociate a little bit. Um, And I since being in the hospital, um, I've been kind of trying to work a little bit more on like mindfulness and like setting aside time to like check in with myself and see how I'm really doing and to like set goals and stuff like that. But it can be really hard because yeah. I feel a lot of things very intensely. And it's like, um, I think there's an element like, uh, um, there, there's an element of like, I see, I see the two sides of it where like, you know, distracting yourself and like, um, dissociating can't be a long-term solution to your problems um you know but at the same time you should let well yeah people do it too because sometimes life is very overwhelming and like people need absolutely people need to like (laughs) Like, just like uh, sometimes that has helped me cool off like from a state where i uh, probably would have spiraled and uh, ended up hurting myself. Mm-hmm. So it can be a helpful tool. And there's a reason that your uh, like mind and body can shut down like that and dissociate. It's like it's a coping mechanism. It's just one that like you need to like over time stop leaning on as much and kind of learn like better coping mechanisms yeah. um, that are a little bit more productive and don't shut down all your feelings. I like the song. I like the uh, I like the little children's choir, and I like how the breakdown is kind of muddy. 
like a little bit till to the point of like where it sounds a little like TV static or like kind of flipping through the channels a bit. Yeah, yeah that's pretty fun. Um, uh, yeah, I like it. Like transcends the like the crappy. Like it transcends like the crappy breakdown, the instrumental breakdown of. We ain't never getting over. You know, like that. Um, it trans- <laughs> it's better than that. I'm just, this is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think that the production on this song is great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I do, like, love the, the way well that it's made, like, very yeah. literal with the TV and stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, I just really like it. She also produced it herself, so there's that. She's very talented. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I like the line about, like, spaghetti legs, too. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's when cute. You're like, what, but, like, I think she was, like... Well, I think that that's cute that that's like, yeah, what she yeah. calls it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. was being sincere. It's not <laughs> cute to, like, to experience it or, like, to uh, Oh, no, it. not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the term, like, spaghetti legs. Like, I also talk about having, like, noodle arms and not being able to lift things and... I think that that's fun. But I know she's talking about like spaghetti legs. Like when she has an anxiety attack, it's hard to move. Um, Would you describe yourself as a person with malleable bone structure? It's <laughs> a reference to a future episode. That, that, that's that's going to pay off in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> I love like how our recording order does that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're like gonna... oh, just wait. Like that'll be really oh, funny oh. later. Oh, by the way. I think dogs are better than cats. And that's going to that's going to pay off in like 4 months. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts Just on this establish song? Establish it we, now. Yeah, any thought any other th- thoughts um, on the song before we move on? No, we can move on. Okay. Uh, what's the next song? Well, we already know. But so like, the next song <laughs> is Slothrus cover of US Gay. Ooh. Yeah, the click. Yeah, oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I passed you this ox cord. Like, you, you're irresponsible now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I don't die tonight, I'm gonna dance until I do. And if you're not too afraid, I wanna dance with you. If I'm not shy tonight, I'm shooting straight for the top. And if you wanna give me a shot, I swear I'll never stop. I want fight tonight. Um. So this song is a very serious. Like I said, it's the saddest one that I put on here. Um. It was written by sons of an illustrious father, um, like two years ago after the um, Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, yeah. And so it's just kind of venting a lot of feelings about that because that's something that like uh, it's one of the um, like biggest shootings in America in recent history, and it like is uh, something that like shook the country in general, but like it especially um impacted like queer communities yeah um, and like just feeling that uh you can be 
going out and like dancing and um, just trying to have a good time, just trying to live your life, just trying to um, like be attracted to who you're attracted to um, and just trying to be you uh, and some sick, twisted person can come along and, uh, take all of that away from you. Just like at any moment, like just because they, of whatever self-righteous beliefs they have. Um, and so like this song is kind of talking about like a lot of feelings and the aftermath of that, like, um, like the last line of it is who knows how long we'll live anyway. And it's just like a really deeply emotional thing. And I know like it might not 100% fit with the other songs that I put on here, but um, it's uh, it was one of my top played this year for sure. Um, I, th- I thought it like because I thought it again, well I like sad music. Yeah. yeah, I think totally like in sound it does. I was just saying that like maybe in like the content like the lyrical content sure, but maybe it doesn't sure. but uh like i don't know that's something that i have been dealing with a lot this year like thoughts about that type of stuff like i try not to think about it too much because um i'm already suicidal as it is a lot of times um but like this year um actually uh, as of this coming out, like, uh, it's a year ago today that I came out. Wow. Um, hey, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like this past year has been like the first one that I've really like, kind of like I've lived more openly and vulnerable this past year than I ever have. And um, there's a lot of strength that comes with that and like a lot of community. But there's also this like really dark side of things that like um, people are horrible and like a lot of people um, like hate me without really knowing me just because of what my identity represents for them. And that's a really heavy thing and something that I've been thinking about a lot this year as I've been kind of like trying to, I don't know, just live my life and move forward with things and like be open with everyone. Like there's a price to pay for that openness. Like there's a risk there. Right. And having that, um, having, uh, the mental health stuff and you considering your own mortality, just in like your daily life, regardless of, your identity, just like the way, like, you know, dealing with suicidal ideations, dealing with like, um, you know, mental health stuff and like, um, B, 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 do you have BPD? Like, is that like canonical? Like, I do. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it is canonical. <laughs> I've been diagnosed. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, but like BPD and all, and all that stuff. And then compa- stacked on top of that, just like as a marge, like as a marginalized person you deal with mortality you you have to face mortality in that way of like maybe maybe something well, horrible yeah. will happen like it's like really off like and i couldn't yeah well and it's like i have a risk from other people that like they might just uh decide to like shoot up a place because it has a bunch of queer people in it and shit like that um and they like 
uh, like, cause I, I don't know. I would like to get on like a small dose of tea at some point. And so like, uh, like as there are more like physical changes and I'm more like, um, noticeably queer Mm -hmm. that like becomes even a bigger risk. Um, so there is that risk from other people, but then like, uh, something that I vented to, like I vented to multiple people about this before, but like there was specifically one time I remember talking to my ex about this, um, because I was just feeling very overwhelmed that like, um, having like depression, I'm at a risk for suicide. Um, having BPD, I'm at an even higher risk. Um, and then like being by also adds a risk. Um, and then like even more so like, uh, like it's 40% of trans people or something like that. Um, so like that adds even more. And it's just like, I have all of these risks that like stack on top of each other. And so like, it feels like everything is so against just me staying alive sometimes. Um, and so my ex told me that like, like basically look at it this way. Like that just means that every day that you are alive, that's like an act of defiance, which like I get. And like, that sounds badass, but it also is terrifying because I would like for a day to just be like a day of life, just for it to be a normal thing. Like, I don't feel that, like, I don't think that my life needs to be in spite or in defiance of things. And like, it's exhausting the fact that it is. I think the song like speaks to that too, that like that exhaustion, that grief, that exhaustion yeah. over that grief, but also like that defiance too of like, um, like the, um, there is like a little bit of like, um, there's like a, it, it's very, very dark, but also very, very hopeful. And, um, too. And, uh, I like the line about like, um, uh, uh, Matthew shepherded to the calm. Like that's very, like, like really like, um, the idea of just like, um, if I'm going to go, then like, I'd want it to be impactful. I'd want it to be like, so that like others can live and others can have what you are searching for in terms of like. Yeah, absolutely. Having like that greater um, purpose for it, like being that idea of like being a martyr. Um, so I don't know, maybe that alone is a reason to stay alive. Yeah. And, um, and like, um, I, uh, I like the, it kind of sounds like it reminds me of a Radiohead song, the way it's like kind of constructed, like even, even their voice too. Um, I think it's like really, uh, well done. Um, it, it like, uh, I, yeah. I like the way it like, um, feels very like there, the stacked harmonies are really beautiful and like, it feels like, you know, it feels like the, if you want to fuck shit up, I'll fuck, I'll fuck with you. And we want to fix it up. We can do that too. Like, I feel like the instrumental and the way the song is constructed too encapsulates that, that sentiment of just like, there's like this very beautiful stacked harmony section. Then there's like this very like drony, like electric guitar section. That's like very radio heady. I just like, like kind of like fucking shit up. And then also like, but then also the healing, the constructive nature of the song and uh, the solidarity, too. 
I think it's really nice. It's, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I do like the way that it's constructed a lot. I like that um, it... Uh, like, I like songs that um, don't really have, like, a specific chorus that they repeat. Like, it's not the typical strong song structure. And I think that that works really well for this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it... Uh, like there is not really a chorus it just goes through these verses and then like in the end it kind of like repeats itself about like uh what's a poor boy girl to do which also fucking love that line um if you uh because i don't think that i mentioned this um sons of an illustrious father uh like i um am not super familiar with that band so i don't know who has which role but i know that one of um the band members is ezra miller who I fucking love. Um, and they um, are non-binary. And so, like, I think that Thy that's namesake? probably the purpose in that. What? Thy namesake? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, like, like the real question. Did you, like, kind of, was that a reason you wanted your name to be that? I, I liked the name anyway, but, like, it definitely... Uh, it didn't hurt mm-hmm. the fact that like all of the um, Ezra's that I know, uh, like in pop culture and stuff like that, uh, are like pretty cool and uh, like definitely people that I would not mind having my name shared with because um, there's like Ezra Miller, Ezra Koenig and like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like there's like a... <laughs> Like, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, his uh, son's named Sebastian. And everyone asked him, like, oh, did you name him after, like, the cartoon crab because you love Little Mermaid? And he's like, no, I didn't name it isn't. It doesn't hurt. But, like, I didn't <laughs> name my son after a cartoon crab. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, any, any, uh, any other things to, like... Uh, yeah, this is a really beautiful song. I think it's like, um, uh, yeah, it's like, I haven't heard the original, but like, um, it's kind of like still, me- it's very messed up that like, um, in, the, the allusion to Matthew Shepard, like that was like in like 1999 or 1998 or something along those lines. And like, we're yeah, still- Yeah, 1998. Yeah, and we're still like, you, you, uh, the queer community, the LGBTQ community is like still- dealing with horror like this these horrible even though like there has been progress like they're still dealing with this horrible like just like it's like we're still very bad and uh, well yeah trans women of color are still at the highest risk of um being murdered so there's that um but yeah so we're still dealing with it and the world is a nightmare um and living in this world is a trip sometimes, but we can move on. <laughs> yeah. To a break. Da, 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 da. And we're back here. Talk about sicko mode. Hey. By the way, like it's crazy that like the next two picks are sicko mode twice. So. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, the next pick is everything I wanted by Billie Eilish. Wow. Like, I had a dream I got everything I wanted Not what you think And if I'm being honest It might have been a nightmare 
to anyone who might care. So, uh, we're listening to it right now. Song, yeah. um, we haven't done that bit in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, this song, uh, came out, um, pretty recently, uh, and it um, has very quickly become one of my favorites that came out this year. Um, yeah, it's it like a very recent like, one. Yeah. yeah, it's very emotional. Um, it like, basically she's talking about a dream that she had, uh, like where she committed suicide and um, she like, basically people didn't really care. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also like, she's also highlighting like her, uh, like relationship with her brother yeah Phineas um, yeah because uh he like wrote the chorus and stuff and he like is kind of like reassuring her like um he says like as long as I'm here no one can hurt you and stuff um and yeah it's uh definitely like reading into the lyrics and stuff like it's a very calming sounding song but like mm -hmm. uh in the verses like it definitely sounds horrifying like um she also talked about like her uh sleep paralysis being like a um like an inspiration for it a little bit um and uh like with the i tried to scream but my head was underwater and stuff like that um and yeah it just sounds like a very horrifying situation and i kind of like relate to um this song on like the suicide angle of course because mm -hmm. like i already mentioned i was hospitalized um like a month ago and uh like i kind of uh have had a very tumultuous year um and i have just kind of like recently gotten to a point where i do feel like uh i have people who are there for me like i was when i got out of the hospital i was overwhelmed by the um support that i had and uh like especially kind of in this group of people that i've met like um everyone was like very worried about me mm -hmm. and uh like very happy to have me back and that's not something that i feel like um, I usually experience, I feel like people usually just kind of like, don't really care that much what's going on with me. Um, and I have kind of struggled in the past because I felt like, uh, the level on which people care is like, well, if something happened to me, of course they'd care, but in the day to day, they don't. And I've had people prove that wrong for me lately. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been like a really surreal experience for me. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I didn't really think of too much of the song when I first heard it, but like when I like when I read the lyrics, I was like immediately, whoa, this is very powerful. This is very um, well written. I thought it was just kind of more about like being famous and like kind of like how that sucks. But like it's actually like well, that's what it seems like at first. Yeah. Like I think there's an getting element everything of that she too. wanted and stuff. Like, and I think yeah, I think there is um, like that is definitely one angle of it. But I don't think that that's the major focus. Yeah, um, yeah, she's very very talented. Like um, and like the the uh, the where going looking at it through that angle though, where um, I feel like this is such a cliche and like everyone should know this by now but like that 
being famous, being rich, being like um, having success, being rich or anything like that doesn't insulate you from that. Like it doesn't insulate you from those feelings uh, from. Yeah, but there are still a lot of people out there who are just like, oh, well, she's famous. What does she have to complain about at this point? Yeah. When like that's not really a blessing. It's not the Um, point, really. Like, Like I think. I think she just wanted to make music and be happy with her life. I don't think that she wanted um, a life where she can't go out and do things without having somebody recognize her. Um, And I think that that's true of a lot of people. Like we've talked about like Lana Del Rey um, talks about that in her music a lot as well. And like it's uh, hard for them to like have support about that stuff, too, because like again, people just get kind of like, well, what do you have to complain about? Like, this isn't a curse. I would love to have that platform and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, there's like, I see where they're coming from a little bit where like, if you have more success, you have more resources, you have more blah, blah, blah. But yeah, for sure. Like Like, if you have that kind of money, then you can afford therapy and things like that to help with things. But yeah, that still only goes so far. And like, she has a very, like her family's very, very supportive like that's really beautiful too, but still, even still, that uh, and like e- I imagine, like she'll hear, like this, you know, her brother say this stuff, and sometimes it will work. Sometimes it will like be a comfort, but sometimes maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a comfort. Maybe it's just like, you know, maybe that paranoia will still be there. And like I think it's something um, mental health is something you, like, that doesn't go away. You didn't have to, like, manage your entire life, really. Um, which is, like, scary, but also, you know, humbling at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, sicko <laughs> But I really... I love the production of this song, too. Like, even just little yeah. details. Like, when she uh, talks about, like... Um, like her head was underwater and stuff like her voice gets kind of like distorted. Um, And uh, like, I think that she is like um, so good with like little details like that. Um, Like there's also one song that I'll mention, uh, like she does this on a lot of them, but like she does like a lot of these little details on a lot of them. But uh, there's one um, called I Love You. That's one of my favorite songs by her. I think it's very underrated. Um, where she like in the second verse talks about like uh like being on a plane and stuff like she says like on another red eye and uh you can kind of hear like um a voice like faintly in the background um like of like a flight attendant um like giving like instructions and stuff like excuse me excuse (laughs) me ma'am you can't put your feet up you, excuse me. You can, you gotta put your you gotta put the the little flat thing up when we're when we're descending. You can't, man. It's really annoying that like it's very loud in the song. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it was just this faint thing in the background. Um, just this like <laughs> this flight attendant saying like like just instructions for the beginning of the flight and hey, stuff. I just want to put my feet up. Like you Sir, hear like this kind of like <laughs> okay. whoosh of like a plane taking off too. And like, <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. 
Uh, I just uh, really love and respect her like production style and like just kind of the faint like whispery vocals that she does. It's like very nice, spooky vibes. It's like very it's like um, the harmonies are very subtle. Like it's like really cool. Yes. Mm. All right. And the uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, we can go ahead and move on to the next one. Um, the final song is A Different Kind of Human by Aurora. Click. So in this song, she's kind of like talking about this um, like afterlife that she dreams of, basically. Um, And uh, like because a lot of her recent music, she's been kind of um, envisioning this uh, sort of like utopia, I guess, like like in Queendom, she talks about uh, this person who's like seems to have been through a lot of shit um but like still has kind of some level of hope um like she's kind of like scooping them up in a way and like uh taking them on this like mothership like this alien world or something um like and that's kind of her form of like afterlife and uh yeah i don't know i just um i really like the idea of it it's kind of like a hopefulness that i can get behind because i think that um a lot of times people get like really uh one-dimensional about things or two-dimensional or whatever um and so like like that's something that even uh, being in the hospital i ran into a lot like there were a lot of people just talking about positive thinking and it's like okay well if i were able to think positively on my own then i wouldn't be here um and like i think that both sides are simplistic. Like there is some level that can help, but that's also not just a catch all solution for everybody. Um, and so like, I, uh, but I don't know, like she avoids that. Like she seems to understand like more of the nuances and stuff, but like still, um, spreads hope anyway. And I think that it's just really sweet. And I think that like after all of the emotions of the other songs that I put on here, yeah, it's kind of like a like nice, a peaceful yeah. ending note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like her vocals. Like it's very, it's very like, um, yeah. Like the, I think like she's kind of noticing that like people have a reason to be like on edge or the reason to be like the marginalized people, like have a reason to be on edge, a reason to be like suspicious, but she's like, very like gentle with um them and like the the the, it's really beautiful i really like it yeah yeah it's very sweet um aurora is one of the most wholesome people on this planet i feel like um we're not going to talk about her later though this is the last time we'll ever mention her on our show uh yeah sorry guys Um, (laughs) 
but she like uh like talking about like the this world you live in is not a place for someone like you like mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. definitely think that that highlights what you're saying like that she gets that there are like reasons for people to be upset and that like this world can be very cruel um especially for like this type of like person that she's talking about that's like very um like sensitive and like dealing with shit um and i connect with that really deeply because uh i like i don't know because i think that like a lot of the stuff that i deal with in the world is not necessarily my fault it's because the odds are stacked like i was talking about in us gay and everything like Mm -hmm. um there's just kind of things kind of compound um against certain types of people and it's completely unfair and so like this idea of like this uh utopia like mothership that can um take people away um who like uh are good and like bring them to like a better place um like i really like that i don't know that i believe that Mm -hmm is a thing but like i like to think about it yeah and there's a way to do the song that's very insensitive that's very um you know good intention but you know ultimately like it's just like placation or it's just like there there just like sympathy but like i think the way she does it is like very effective very empathetic uh very gentle uh and also just like um the vocals are really beautiful too and like it's very lovely to listen to yeah, absolutely. I think that Aurora has kind of like a good handle on like um mature emotions and stuff. Yeah. Like again, it's not like she's not being insensitive with it and she's not um like uh just pushing whatever frame of mind she's in. She's very empathetic towards other people. Like I think she like I don't know, the, the her role in the song just feels so like ethereal mm-hmm, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, let's look. So looking at all these songs, like kind of as a five song playlist, what do you feel? What, what do you feel like kind of connect? What's the, what do you feel like is a through line for these songs in a sense? Um, like, what do you mean in the, style of them or there's, the um, I'm, I'm like for content? me i could kind of see there's a lot of like um there are definitely like um some songs that are like very uh you know not angsty sounds dismissive but like very ragey like ragey and angsty sound dismissive but like that that's kind of like the the tone of some of the songs like it's very like um um right a lot of righteous anger in a lot of these songs i'm noticing like um, I think in general, the the uh, like five songs playlist is um, just exploring emotion like more than anything, and like yeah. um, it's different uh, kind of elements and um, like forms that it takes on, I guess. So like you do have songs that are a little bit more angry, like Nightmare, um, but then you have songs that are like um really uh like kind of um dark and hopeless like us gay Mm -hmm. and then uh you have songs that um 
like are kind of exploring like the sweeter side of things like just i don't know this bittersweet ending note like with yeah. a different kind of human yeah and so i think that like it's uh yeah the emotion is really just the thread that like connects them all yeah you seem to like a lot of like ethereal sounding songs seems like more like uh how the uh the the, the musicality like supports a certain mood for sure um yeah i think um as far as the like sound of the song goes like i do like like i'm very drawn to like a more atmospheric sound and uh so I think that like that's definitely kind of a through line of most of these as well. Yeah. Mental mental health, mental illness bit too. Yeah. yeah. And like um yeah, it's great. Um good job. <laughs> good job, buddy. I'm proud no, like um but like Thank. so when I first kinda like when he first gave me this list and when I first listened through it the first time, I was like legit gonna ask you, like, are you okay? Like are you like truth because it's like <laughs> but like you know like and because like some of these songs are like very dark and like very sad and like um and i was like a little i was like worried for you but also when i kind of like examined them further when i also like hear heard you talk about it too um i think it's there's an element of like well i think you need to like i think it's good to have these songs as an outlet for when things get that intense when things get um, when you feel the need to spiral or when things get like very difficult with like uh, mental illness or like with um, the state of the world. Um, but having like, I think hearing you talk about it um, and I know you don't always feel this way um, shows a great amount of resilience and strength and um, also um, a lot of growth in terms of like I really love hearing you talk about community and like how you feel like you have that more so than ever. Um, and uh, I think hearing you talk about it makes me, and even though the odds are <laughs> unfortunately and unfairly stacked against you, it makes me feel like you're gonna do great like it makes me feel like you're gonna do just just like great things and you're gonna make it through. So like, that's really all I wanna say about that. I appreciate it. I'm really trying to be okay and defy the odds or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is, you mentioned like you were going to initially ask me if like I'm okay and stuff listening to it and that like the songs are very sad and there's like um, a quote that that reminded me of. So like, are you cool if I share it? Um, yes. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I, I won't. Okay. So um, uh, um, have a good day. So, <laughs> Uh, it's from World of Tomorrow. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, no. It's... I know the Futurama okay. quote, like, Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Just like, I remember that, but, like, that's not it. <laughs> no, there is a short film called World of Tomorrow um, that is, like, uh, animated, but it's kind of, like, with 
stick figure type things, but it is uh, very beautiful. Um, it has won. Oh, I remember. I, I, awards. I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's like one point where like um, Emily, like the older Emily, the main character, she uh, like is talking about um someone that she lost and so she says like i do not have the mental or emotional capacity to deal with his loss but sometimes i sit in a chair late at night and quietly feel very bad um when the night is at its most quiet i can hear death i'm very proud of my sadness because it means i'm more alive i no longer fall in love with rocks um so like some of that sounds weird like out of context um but like it's too much to explain uh but basically like um that's kind of how i feel about my sadness and like my relationship with it like i think that all my emotions have like a place in my life and i have learned over time that i can't really shut like off more quote-unquote negative emotions um without shutting off ones that are truly like meaningful and positive um and yeah i don't know i do feel like very uh proud of my sadness and yeah. like proud of like where I've uh come with that and like what I've been able to do um despite experiencing it and um like I do feel like uh more alive when I am experiencing my full range of emotions including sadness which is what I experience probably more than any other um but yeah, so that's a sad note, yeah. <laughs> but just um, saying that, like, I don't mind being sad and I don't mind um, that my taste in music is a little bit, like, sadder or darker because, um, like, it does have its own meaning to me and it is a good, like, outlet for uh, when I am in that place and it, like, kind of helps me cope with that, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um so that was, um, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing these songs. I really, um, it was really fun to listen to these and really fun to like analyze them. Um, and this episode was a lot of fun, even though it was very sad. And like, even though it was, we talked about a lot of serious <laughs> stuff and it was very sad, um, but I had a great time. Um, it's okay. I'll edit it all out. So that's very happy. Yeah. It's just me going, Hey, sicko mode. Just like all, the whole time. Um, <laughs> Just like cut it into like an SNL highlight reel, like to send to Lauren, um, <laughs> um, my French character and my my Italian Drake fan. Um, so um, yeah, let's. Uh, oh man, I think let's uh, let's close the episode with a closing sentiment by me. Um, happy New Year, everybody! Um, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, thank you. We got a lot of great surprises for you. A lot of great guests. A lot of great episodes in 2020. I'm very excited for you to hear it. Um, we've gotten. I feel we've gotten a lot better at doing this show. Um, and like, yeah. it's like I'm very, very proud. We of somewhat it. know what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of it. Um, I love doing it. Um, you'll hear from us for for a good while, at least. Um, so, um, yeah, and, uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Tat, like, by the way, like, please listen to, like, I I'm sure you all sync this up so that you've, like, uh, listened, to, like, so that when this episode ends, it's, like, midnight. So, like, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, yeah, five, four, three, I forgot numbers, three, two, one, Oh, <sighs>
Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and never wow, you sound really good right brought now. to mind? I love you. We're kissing under the mistletoe. Anyways, let's let me do my closing sentiment. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you say about my? What do you say about how I sounded? Um, I said you sounded really good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay, so um, here tune we go. in uh, February twenty fifth to hear Old Lang Syne again. <laughs> I guess so, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, three, two, one. Hey, hey, listen to sicko, listen to sicko mode. mode. Baguette. Baguettes. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good 2020. Click. Oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>